Hello, welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast devoted to talking about the movies of the past decade. I'm Jack Draper, and with me is the guy who knows 16 people. It's Tyler Harford. Um, and what have you uh, been watching recently? Anything, anything good stand out? Hello. Yes. Uh, I would say um, House of Gucci last weekend. Finally caught up with that. Some good uh, Italian Mama representation. Mia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, depending how you look at it, uh, with, with the Jared Leto performance and whatnot, some interesting mm. stuff going on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my sweet! Uh, <laughs> he was doing a lot, as they say. Um, very, very much acting. No. Yeah, capital A acting. Capital A acting going yeah. on, but uh, no, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. Very long. What yeah. is it like? Two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- so I would say I was feeling. Long. The it feels like length, but you're like, okay, I can still like jive with this pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, interest was definitely held throughout still, but um, yeah. Uses Adam Driver well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah Adam it's, Driver, it's, yeah. Uh, three three notable performances this year, right? Yeah. There was that, Annette, I finally caught up with that. What was last the other duel. one? The last duel, yeah. yeah. Three, and, you know, one of our great Shirtless actors. in all three of them at, at <laughs> some point. Yeah, um, um, engages in sexual acts in all three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then it, now he's going to be in uh, the Noam Baumbach next year. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, uh, for me, like uh, I've been very impressed with the second season of Love Life with uh, William Jackson Harper. Um, I didn't. I skipped out on the Anna Kendrick first season. He's like, I'm not gonna watch something with Anna Kendrick in it in 2021. Uh, <laughs> and, but and William Jackson Harper is just like a, a pretty incredible lead. He's been in supporting in, in dozens of things, and it's like he knows how to engage with the, with like other people so well. He can have like chemistry with just about anybody, um, and he's always so animated and like clicked in with material, even if. Like no matter what kind of role he has, and with this, like it's so true with modern dating. So it's yeah, it's it's really He's, great. He was in um, the Good Place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I first saw him in Patterson. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted. To, I've been wanting to catch up with Love Life. I think I might uh, get into that over the holidays mm-hmm. when I have some more time. So yeah. Glad you like it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I've been also catching up with 2021 releases. Um, like, what did I, I just? Oh, yeah, Licorice Pizza. Yeah, I just saw that uh, last week. Fan- fantastic, one of the best of the year. Pretty uh, undeniable. I'm one of the coastal elites. Yeah. Right. Are you yeah. ready to wait into the discourse uh, <laughs> live on air right now? Yeah. We we got uh, 30 minutes if you need to. Yeah. <laughs> How much time do I <laughs> dedicate? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got time to set aside. I don't. I don't know. I, I just. I feel like there's nothing. Like that. There's no stone that has been unturned, in terms of like what the discourse has been talking about. So it's like, what else do I have left to add, aside from like it's meaningless and uh, has no uh, has no place in what the movie does so well. But Gabe Ori's is back here, and you're off Twitter. And I'm you, so have, you have no 
Round like, of applause. You couldn't be further. I know, seriously. Yeah, like, like every I should, like, yeah, you did. We <laughs> you did it, it, Joe. <laughs> we did it, Joe. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, how's it going? Uh, you're you're back. <laughs> I'm back, and you know, even though I'm not strictly on Twitter, I do dip my toes into the discourse. You know how Andrew mm. Garfield has his secret Twitter account in Rob Pattinson, like, too. Yeah, 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 like that's me. I'm basically them. Um. <laughs> Also, an Academy Award nominee. Actually, I don't think Andrew Garfield has been nom- has he? Yeah, I have so Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was like Tony Award winner, same diff. Um. Anyway, yeah, I, lo- I love a little discourse. Love a little discourse before <laughs> breakfast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, the morning discourse. So true. Yeah. What have you been watching now? recently? Oh. This is what, what we do I now. Watching? I know I you've it. taken a long break from us, but I know it's been a whole year. It's an evolution. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> life life changes so fast. Um, we're done with bits and when oh, we begin this, only prompts. <laughs> well, I gotta go if we're done with bits, I'll be honest. <laughs> um I have been watching I just finished The Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO, which was really good. Um, super fun, super camp. Yeah, I also um, saw that. I forgot I yeah. I saw that. Um I liked it. It's good. I, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think some of the humor is like, th- this feels like someone who is like decades older than the characters writing them. No, but, totally. But other it's times it's humor. really clever and in like well done. So it's like, yeah. I'll take a mixed bag of a college show rather than just a flat out really bad college show. For sure. For sure. It definitely, like, it definitely reads like it was written by Mindy Kaling for better mm-hmm. or for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched that after I got my booster all like in one day. So I was like, ah, I was delusional. So I was like, this is the best show I've ever seen in my entire mm-hmm. life. And then I yeah. came out of it and I was like, TV, it can actually be good. Um, <laughs> because then I started watching Selling Tampa, um, <laughs> which is even better. <laughs> Cannot recommend Selling Tampa enough or Tampa Bay's on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Um, that was you like, this week. Yeah. Like I went to Tampa. B A E. Oh yeah, totally. It's a like a reality show about lesbians in Tampa. Okay. It's not like a dating show. Yeah, it's, it's, just like, it's just like following them. It's pretty great. Nice. So I have plans after this. Literally, like clear your schedule. You will be riveted. Um, I feel like something else to watch after your booster when you're slightly delusional is and just like that, the Sex and the City reboot. Absolutely. Oh, Another thing that I haven't watched, but that's a show about um, lunatics and literally, but like on my secret Twitter account, I'm like, oh my God, what happened with Peloton? You know, like, did someone die? (laughs) Did did they kill someone on a Peloton on and just like that, the Sex in the City reboot? Because that's Um, camp. It's it. I don't, I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) That that deserves its own like dissertation. That's another episode. I'll be back next week. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers, guys. (laughs) <laughs> I'm actually the third one here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, a lot of good stuff this year. A lot of good TV this fall. Truly, I haven't watched a movie too since much. I watched Some this one. Say. I'll be honest; <laughs> I've forgotten how to watch movies. Oh my god! It's a problem. Yeah, definitely uh, so much TV, and I would say this year, as opposed to recent years, there's been more weekly TV than. I recently recall and I 
personally, I prefer that because it's a little easier to keep up with that way. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, all my nights are like locked. Like these shows, these nights. Well, oh, you and I busy. had the same schedule for Sundays and Wednesdays. Hell yeah! The Survivor, Curb, uh, Succession, and uh, Big Off for a while there. Oh. It's like, oh man, that's that's like all you need. All the genders. <laughs> <laughs> Cover all our bases. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> That's all the branches of government. Um, so true. <laughs> speaking of the movie we're covering. Um, totally. Funny you bring that up, actually. Yeah, let's speak about um, it. Yeah, let's be, <laughs> let's be the first one to speak about it. Um, it's actually, it is, kind of, <laughs> it is kind of underrated and very under-discussed in a genre that is that has gone down in popularity uh, over the 2010s. When was the first time that you saw the Skabayori? Um, I think uh, maybe my, f- it came out in 2015. It did, yeah. So I think uh, my- Premiered song- in Sundance Film Festival. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, Indy. Um, <laughs> I-, I think I saw it for the first time in my sophomore year of college, but I didn't like, I only watched part of it. And then I watched it again my junior year. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, this is great. This is like when Harry met Sally, but they fuck more, you know? Um, so that was, yeah, that's the end of that sentence. <laughs> I, so there's this author that I love. Her name is Carrie Winfrey and she writes, uh, like romance novels. Um, and she used to run this blog called a year of rom-coms where she would write uh, like a short little it's basically like a sub stack based like type thing um about a rom-com that she watched every week and i used to like bookmark it and watch whatever she watched um and this was one of them so she she gave me the recommendation oh, cool. shout out to carrie She's shout out to carrie friend of the pod yeah. we shout do follow some... each other on instagram so <laughs> what were some others that you remember oh Let's see. Um, that absolutely insane Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore movie, Music and Lyrics. Um, that I, if no one has talked about Music and Lyrics, which I don't think they have because it did not come out in the 2010s, like you should have a special episode and let me come talk about Music and Lyrics because it's yeah. the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah, that was like the real standout. The others were like things that I had seen uh, as a rom com connoisseur a rom connoisseur if you will or if you want um yeah so so there mm-hmm. excellent yeah, yeah for me this is a um uh a, a recent discovery in the pandemic or late in the pandemic i made this list that i felt insane kind of making because uh, it was better as an idea than actually pursuing to make it um every year uh, since 1940, I would include five movies per year and make like a master list of like, these are the five things that I really want to see. And oh it's like, it was, it was easier to be like, oh, I, I would know this year or I would know that year a little bit easier. But it's like, I don't know about 1961. Like what, <laughs> what even comes to mind? And um, this was on one of the movies I picked for 2015. Oh, nice. Um, that is just, I've always heard really good things about. I had known like Leslie Headland through um, Russian Doll before this, mm-hmm. um, or well, technically after, but I yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and it's great. You know, it's just one of those, uh, similarly to how we talked about obvious childs that mm. there's not many things like this. And when they're done so well, because the filmmaker and writer understand the best parts of the rom-com genre, it can be like, wow. Okay. So these things can still have a place in the, in film today. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. For myself, um, just a little background, I guess, since, you know, still semi new to the show. Um, I've grown to love rom-coms over the year. They might be my favorite genre at this point. Um, someone, you know, of my age growing up in the 2000s, straight white male and whatnot, like, I wasn't per se, like, seeking out rom-coms all the time. And so I would say in more, like, recent years, it's been, like, a discovery, like, wow, I... I'm, this genre is like a total blind spot for me, and I love it. And so I've been knocking a bunch out. I would say When Harry Met, Met Sally is definitely like a top 10 all-time film for me. Um, and then there's a bunch of others I could we could get into later. But um, So with this one, when I found out we were going to be covering this one from Jack, uh, I had never heard of this movie until like two, three weeks ago. Um, and I pulled it up and looked at the cast list and was like, my God, I'm probably going to love this movie. And uh, sure as hell, yeah, I absolutely love this movie. Um, I've watched it twice in the past week now, so I I'm well yeah. studied. Um, Alison Brie is probably one of my all-time favorite actresses, and she's incredible in this. Mm -hmm. Um Sadiq, I mean, we'll go through the whole cast list, but the cast is just outrageous. And I feel like a lot of the best rom-coms are. It, obviously, you need the two leads to be, like, perfect, which I think they are. And then the supporting cast is just money. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. This is a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you mentioned I'm the cast. Glad. And, like, one of the one of the key aspects of romantic comedies is, like, casting ridiculously well. Everyone mm -hmm. in this is just like, they understand the part that they're given even more than Headland does. Even mm -hmm. like Adam Brody, like perfect. He, they perfect all understood the assignment, you know, like mm -hmm. they, they <laughs> got A's. They nailed it. Yeah. 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 Um, and having Jason Manzoukas and Natasha Leone be like the Bruno Kirby and Carrie Fisher roles. Right. You could say like that, that even that is like perfect. Yeah, Jack, you and I talked about this like over text very briefly about how Jason Manzoukas needs to be made a leading man in a romantic comedy. And every time I watch this movie, I'm just like, please, <laughs> like when he's not playing an absolutely in fucked up, insane character, he like he's got it, you know, like he's got the charm. He's got the charisma. I, I, I love some I love some Jason Manzoukas. I, I was going to say uh, for me, if we want to get into it already, like. This is the most I've ever liked Mansukas is in this movie. Like every line he has in this movie is just gold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially Come on blue. Come on blue. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. That little like end credit scene where he's just like doing bits. I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. that's that's the stuff, that's you know? Yeah. That's that's cinema. Yeah. <laughs> it's him and, uh, Andrea Savage. Yeah, his yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and so Amanda Peet as as the boss. Amanda like, Peet's so you know. good. Um, yeah, I, I during um, twenty twenty quarantine watched um, Brockmire, which she's the lead in that with mm-hmm. um, I forgot the other guy's name. But that's a good show from ISC that wrapped up. Um, and yeah, that was like my introduction to her, and she's amazing in this movie too. I, mm-hmm. It's like hard. I was trying to think while I was watching it the second time. I'm like, who's the MVP of this? And I'm like, I, I can't pick one person. Like, <laughs> yeah, truly, because yeah, like they're all so nobody good. Nobody has that standout scene. Yeah, right. I guess by default, you you pick Allison Brie because I feel like Lainey is sort of a character mm-hmm. in someone else's hand that could be kind of treated as one note but she's given a lot of dimension and um and uh brie is able to act with a lot of nuance uh, especially mm-hmm. with the uh uh with the relationship with matthew which is like oh that's that's really handled delicately yeah right. yeah absolutely i i um i met, completely missed the boat on russian doll so i definitely want to go back and check mm. that out now you got if somebody it. wanted to vote for Adam Scott for MVP, I wouldn't be upset with that, actually. Yeah. He's yeah. so gross. Like, he's just yeah. so disgusting. I don't yeah. want to look at him too long. His stupid yeah, fucking said... mustache. He's <laughs> like a cartoon villain. You know, Literally. If I see Adam Scott's character in this movie on the streets, like, I'm going to be saying It's on site. You know? Yeah. Though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be honest, my first watch, I was like, maybe he's, like, the weak weakling here and then on second watch i was like no he he also understands the assignment like yeah he's such a dick yeah 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 everyone yeah. truly just ate they ate it up and i love to see it and at one point you, you're like why is laney so attached to this guy but it's like because he's so distant and he's yeah. like he's only engaging with them in a transactional relationship it's nothing permanent but it's like maybe that's because there's such a chase to him um, right. I think one good entry point into this movie, um, and I already mentioned it earlier, is the very obvious when Harry met Sally comparison. This is clearly like bringing mm. that plot into you know the 21st century into modern day. And how do you guys think it handles that? I, I, you know, like when Hermit Sally starts out, starts out with the conceit of like men and women can't be friends, right? And then this doesn't automatically establish that, but what it goes into, um, this idea of like if men and women can fall in love, right? And it's mm-hmm. like because Jake has always held this belief that he's not willing to sleep with someone he can't, he can't like hold on to forever or something like that. Um, and he realizes that that um, perspective changes with Lainey. It's like, we're sort of like watching him go through that realization. Totally. Yeah. Well, when Harry Met Sally is like, that is my, my favorite movie ever. It's uh, fairly easy for me to say that Hell when yeah. Harry Met Sally is like, mm, that's my movie. Um, and I have, I've read a lot of books about the making of it. I've read a lot of, I've done a lot of studying of Nora Ephron. I'm wearing my Nora Ephron shirt today. Just for recording because that's just the kind of guy I am. Um, and, that's your jersey. Yeah, yeah, it's my jersey. <laughs> Team Nora, am I right? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think like the first the the first opening scenes where we get like the 
it's like not a flashback, but it's like told in the same chronological sequence. Yeah, it's like a prologue. Harry Met Sally. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's just like, it's just when Harry Met Sally in a different kind of age, you know? It's like, we know that men and women can be friends, but it is like you were just saying, Jack, like, can men and women be friends and also care for each other in a deep, like, intrinsic way, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is why I think, uh, well, I won't get into my favorite scene. That's that's for later. No spoilers. yeah, Everyone's on the edge of their seat right now. I know. Everyone, like... Yeah. They're tuning <laughs> in. Like, away. where's Gabby's favorite scene? Yeah, like, yeah, don't like, lose them in the first half. Yeah, yeah I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know this is how you hook them. Um, everyone wants to know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, When Harry Met Sally is a very... It's a movie that I hold very close to my heart. And this one, I think, is, like, a beautiful homage. It's, like, raunchy and sexy and spicy and fun but also carries a lot of the same like depth and heart that when Harry met Sally does. Yeah, absolutely. And also like Jake is never, or I mean, Jake and lady have never done the, they've never had a relationship like this before. When right. It's like I can sort of see uh, Harry and Sally, like they've, they've had uh, friendships uh, like that, but they've mm-hmm. like, Oh, wait, there's something different here. And they, keep bumping into each other and they can't escape from each other's lives for a reason. Right. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Rather than I think here, it's just a second meet cute. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which like, there's nothing wrong with two meet cutes. I love, I love a double meet cute, you know? <laughs> Ooh, well, you usually get one, but two, that's, I know, it's two, that's lucky. That's lucky. <laughs> that was going to be one of my like, uh, picking nits about this movie is like how many times in this movie do people just happen to run into each other in New York City? Like, is that something that happens a lot? Like, aren't there like fifteen million people in New York City or something? Like, in like sure Manhattan a alone, I think there's fifteen million. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I do love how much of like a kind of an asshole Jake is. Uh, like, it's not a very oh, yeah. cleanly written character at all. Um, mm-hmm. Like we, when he's trying to flirt with Amanda Pete, he's he's like, uh, "Can I talk to you for a minute?" And then she's like, "How long? Uh, for like a New York minute? I don't know, sixty <laughs> seconds." And it's like, "Just get on with this." <laughs> I think like he's the same kind of like lovable asshole as Billy Crystal is in uh, yeah. in When Harry Met Sally, which mm-hmm. I think is why like it works because I don't think Lainey is super all that like Sally. Um, I know that they're different That's movies. True. It's yeah. not like we're making a reboot moment. Um, but yeah. like, this isn't when Jake met Laney. Yes. <laughs> when Jake met Laney. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Laney, like she and Sally have very different, I think, character arcs. Sally's very neurotic, very, um, you know, just she's, she's got her, her life and she's got her lifestyle but like Lainey is the cat's deli scene always, you know, like mm-hmm. that's just the way that she is, it, yeah. um, which I think is great. Like it's, it's a fun way to keep the, keep the story fresh. <laughs> yeah. And then Manzukas is uh, the old, old lady. I don't have what she's totally. doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Rob Reiner's mom. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Cause it's not so much like, they have to admit, I think from one of their first hangouts, they kind of know that they're in love with each other, but they mm-hmm. like neither of them want to pursue it. Um, 
in, and I think with the case with Harry and Sally, of course we can stop comparing, but it's like, <laughs> they don't know that they love each other until they sleep with each other. And then right. like the catharsis, uh, that's when, that's when that comes in, in that movie. But then here it's more like, no, but Jake is going to be deeply unhappy with Amanda Pete if that begins to be, um, continued. And then, yeah. And when he calls her in the jail, um, and the police station, he's like, yeah, I would rather like fuck up with you than be perfect with Amanda Pete or something. Um, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that's kind of like the thesis of the movie. Right. And it's also like, again, sorry, we'll stop comparing it, but it's interesting that like, it's just like, this is what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> the, that the turning point moment for like both couples it, when, in terms of Harry and Sally, it's when they sleep together. But for Jake and Lainey, it's when they like kind of have the opportunity to sleep together towards the end of the movie. And they don't, they're just like, I think we're in love with each other. And oh, then yeah. it's like, ah, that's the, that's the, um, the climax as it were, but not really a, a- nothing like a sex joke. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> so I just think it's interesting the way that those, like that trope kind of gets reversed. Um, in I almost said while you were sleeping, that's a different movie and a, a great movie. That's though. a good one too. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I it. Yeah. <laughs> sleeping with other people. I thought you were about to bring in sleep, sleeping with the enemy. Also, I was like, man, we're in these '90s movies. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, that's a key scene, definitely, when they're in bed um, and they're both like, you can tell they're both both in tears and they're mm-hmm. comforted by each other, like they've both just gone through some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I was thinking, uh, let's say, um. Jake doesn't run into uh, Adam Scott's character in the restaurant that day. Like, do you th- how do you think things would have gone? Like, oh, would his relationship have continued with Amanda Pete and her son? Yeah, there's there's like a part of me that that wants to think he calls up Lanny, no matter what, and running to Matt, he's just that's going to be the the trigger that has it has it be that day rather than uh later on in the relationship um because he's someone like like he's he's having a friend leave his life but really it's the love is love of his life um that's leaving him like it's it's a partner but it's also someone that he's going to be really unhappy to like lose his life well you know because she serves both as a best friend but also as a really great girlfriend and I think only Amanda Pete serves as a really great girlfriend from what we see. Yeah. I think the part of me that loves rom-coms and loves uh, the arc of a romance says that like, of course they end up together. Of course he calls her. Of course they get, they reunite. But I think like the realist part of me is like people often settle for complacency in their relationships. It's much easier for you to say, I'm happy with this person and just continue to be content Um, because I don't think he was, you know, living a horrible life with Amanda Pete. You know, he had a relationship with her son. Um, They were perfectly happy, but she knows a place with cheap tequila. Right. Exactly. Like that's all you could ever want. Right. Um, (laughs) 
but yeah, I don't know. I think in relationships, we we do tend to if we get into a, a like a rut or a complacent spot, we just kind of stay there. So the if Jake and Lainey are out there in real life, I am kind of wondering if Jake gets his act together and calls her. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I I feel like I'd like to believe at some point that would happen. Like there would be some other type of trigger, like just him and Manipede's character having like regular problems and mm-hmm. and they become unhappy, they split and he you know as they say in the movie, Facebook's uh <laughs> Why not just say that out loud? Um but yeah, I feel like the the movie does a good job of making it, and I think most rom-coms do, making it feel like, no, it's like destiny. Like, these two <clears throat> are made for each other. Yeah. yeah. And, and their chemistry, like, make, just makes you feel that, like, wow. And they say it in the, in the Target or wherever they're at when they're Christmas shopping, which, hey, Christmas movie, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, hey. so little true. dash of Christmas, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that scene, too, where the... The cashiers like we just love you. You're a perfect married couple, <laughs> and they like yeah. go along with it. Um, yeah, I know that the movie got like some f- some flack in 2015 for having like a too cute of an ending, but and and they wanted it. And like I saw some reviews that were wanting the movie to be too or more subversive. Um, and I guess like if you want, like you can see where they're coming from, because uh, like Gabby said, it's like a little too cute um i don't know it, it just i think it would feel wrong if he ended up with paula at the very end and, and it's just like jake is gonna be deeply unhappy and i think at the start of the movie we saw him be already deeply unhappy because like there's a reason why that first relationship ended so poorly right um, yeah or, or he I'm... did cheat on on that first girlfriend i think totally yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. i'm also kind of like uh, the criticisms of this movie especially the ending it's like i mean i can put away my realist brain and be like it's probably not like they're not gonna real people don't usually just end up at city hall after they (laughs) reunite um but also like at the same time what is more subversive than a happy ending you know like it's pretty it's pretty cool to just sort of be like yeah these these two people are in love with each other. They're going to get married and that's the, the movie's going to end. And we're just going to, we're just going to be stoked about it. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, t- I'm tired of things being bad. I'm tired of things being sad, you know, like <laughs> just let, let Jake just, and like, Lainey be happy. Yeah. Just let Jason Sudeikis and Allison Brie, like do a little kissing on the street. Let it happen. <laughs> and that's, and that's when he gets to shout, uh, Elaine, like in the graduate. Exactly. And like, okay, well, this, well, this guy who's constantly, <sighs> referencing pop culture uh finally gets his little moment and um exactly uh and paula isn't the one who teaches jake to be emotionally available like that's laney and and right. like in the, the same with jake teaching laney how to how to be more open-minded i guess uh, mm-hmm. and now they can like teach each other more life lessons and like i feel like they they had more to teach each other for sure. Yeah, I would say in response to all that, like, at some point, and I feel like this is what's going to make the movie, like, a rewatchable movie for me, and one that, like, I'm going to revisit a lot, because, like, god damn it, it makes me feel good, like, 
Like, <laughs> if this movie had some, like, bummer ending, like, that, that would just be a bummer. Like, at some point, don't overthink it. Like, we won't... The point, or not the point, but we're watching the movie because it makes us feel good. Um, we love these two together. We want to see them together. Give us what we want, mm-hmm. baby. Let's go. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I it's think, like super well made. Like you don't have to sacrifice yeah. anything like that. I I was thinking, you know, when thinking about rom coms and everything, it's not a rom com, but one of my favorite. Um, what's the right word? Movie romances ever would be uh, broadcast news. Oh my god! Yes. Are Let's you talk about it. Right yeah. Let's have that conversation. I fucking love that movie. Uh, yeah. That and When Harry Met Sally, probably like my two favorite movies of the 1980s. Like, oh my god! Yes. Uh, yes. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that one ends on like sort of like a down note. Yeah, kind of like, like a really, really sad ending. Yeah, they're just like everyone kind of goes their separate ways, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's right. like that's that's a realistic ending, but it is kind of a bummer because Jane it has is, the realization and... about about Tom about manipulating the interview, and mm-hmm. like, um, and David is far too judgmental. But so my point is, there. that's a different type of movie. Like I, mm. I love that as well. Um, but this isn't that type of movie. Like. You right. Just, you yeah. just want to feel good, and and God damn it, we feel good. God, we feel so good. <laughs> Although I, I do also, I, I do feel good when I watch broadcast news sometimes, <laughs> which is like often. Like I, I watch broadcast news like a lot, <laughs> um, yes. because I have a, I have a little crush on Holly Hunter. It's oh, like yeah. a big crush. Who doesn't? Um, wow, I'm so glad you brought Especially up broadcast news. Especially in the late eighties, yeah. Oh God, who's doing it like her? Elder who's doing Phillips, it like her? We love you. Yeah. Bill Hurt, not so much, but it's fine. (laughs) Exactly. I like how I called him Bill. Like, we're close. You know, Bill. Like, my close personal friend, Bill Hurt. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. And and also, this is a great New York movie. Um, Totally. Yeah, yeah. Like, we discussed New York uh, a lot of times on here, but... This is the one that it's not like overusing it. Like New York is another character. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but this you isn't feel like it, yeah, yeah. But you feel it, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're, on, we're at, when they're on the water on the boat or whatever, yeah. like some really good shots there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just can't believe like, like I said, I had never heard of this. I didn't know this movie existed until like two weeks ago. And, yeah, that's I, nice. you know, yeah. I like to think of myself as like fairly embedded in the movie culture and whatnot. <laughs> I I was alive in 2015. Like I knew, <laughs> I knew what was going on. I, why is this <laughs> movie not more of a thing? Yeah. Like, I know. It's crazy. I, know. Um, I think IFC is just shit at marketing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, they just yeah. kind of bury their things. I, this is certainly not one of their, those examples. Um, they just, but yeah, like they don't have wide, like two wider releases um, that have this stay in the in the main culture. Um, Could you imagine if this came out on Netflix like next weekend? Oh, people would go crazy. <laughs> would slay. Yeah, yeah, but especially yeah. like with the Jason Sudeikis Renaissance that's happening right mm-hmm. now. Everyone would just be like collectively losing their minds, like so valid. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like Jason Sudeikis was never, uh, like, anyone's, maybe anyone's first pick for, like, a leading man in a rom-com. Because, um, you know, he was, like, the SNL guy. Like, he was, the, he did, like, 
that type of shit, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But now he's, he's kind and of same with Alison Brie. Like she was Annie from community and true right. Mad Men, And like, they, right. they were so pigeonheld in, in their te- TV and shows. And like, community was another thing though, that definitely was not as big as it should have been, especially mm-hmm. by 2015 when at that point, was it on a uh, freaking Yahoo already? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I finally caught up with community late. Um, and then also loved her from Mad Men. She's been mm-hmm. in some other good movies too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Trying to think what else. She was in happiest the happiest season. I was just about to say she was in the most depressing lesbian <laughs> oh Christmas gosh. movie of all time. Right. <laughs> happiest season, not a great rom com. No, no, pretty pretty much a bummer start to finish. But yeah. Kristen Stewart, <laughs> she's she's she understood the assignment just by being porn. <laughs> but I. I I don't remember Sudeikis having any other dramatic role where it's like he really got to dig deep into a, a character that someone wrote for him. But I think this is like the most dramatic I've ever seen Sudeikis. Um, mm-hmm. He's kind of a shitty guy, but it's but it's not like he's hard to watch. Like he's he's just kind of like unaware and deep commu- commitment issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And like, I don't know. I think. Uh, there's like a lot of I, one of the things that I appreciate the most about this movie is how completely fucked up and flawed both of the main characters are. I think we are kind of used to seeing rom-coms where it's like, ah, oh, this woman meets the perfect guy, but he fucking sucks and she has to change him or, you know, like vice versa. But in this one, like they both kind of suck and they just, they grow together. It's not like they're changing each other or like, it's not like they have a a set goal of fixing one another, you know, it's like they're just growing as people and, um, they're, they're friends. That's what you do with your friends. You become a better person if you have the right friends. Um, and I think that's kind of what's happening with them. Mm-hmm. Which is great. It's very refreshing. Yeah. They see a little bit of each other in, and like, they wish that they can change what they see. Totally. Well. Yeah. 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 It's like Annie, or oh my God, Annie Laney. That's <laughs> uh, she has that panic attack when Matthew calls her, and uh, and it's like, oh my God, you're reacting to this way about some mustache uh, gynecologist, and and like, right? <laughs> yeah, and like the movie is kind of. Not making fun of her, but it's like, this, what do you see in this guy? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What do you all think of the... And I caught this definitely on my first watch, but even more so on the second watch. There's definitely some type of undercurrent of like some racial stuff going on in this movie. Where like the movie feels very like conscious of and aware of the fact that... like. This is a very, like, white movie, and any time, like, any people of color, like, come into it, it's, like, commented upon. Mm-hmm. Um, notably, like, that scene where they're, like, shopping at Target, and she calls him out for, like, some, like, subtly racist comments. Mm-hmm. I just found yeah, that interesting that the movie was, like, yeah. making those points, but I thought it was, like, really well done. Um, so yeah. I think it's like, I mean, I think this is also part of a commentary on the rom-com genre as a whole, which is historically very white. Um, Romance as a, like, media concept is pretty much 
white predominantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like by inserting those comments and by inserting some self-awareness mm-hmm. there, um, it was like, I don't want to say that they did anything groundbreaking because like the two leads are still like, you know, cis white straight people. Um, but it was like a, like an acknowledgement of the whiteness of the rom-com genre. Right. Yeah. That's a good way of looking at it. Um, and then he's, and then, yeah, Jake tries to pass it off as being like, well, I'm just trying to paint you a vivid picture. And it's like, what, what are the details really necessary? Like when he's trying to right. talk about a black woman he slept with. Um, mm-hmm. But but then like, it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't like think on it like too long. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like boom, right. dire. And then it's like back to jokes, back to good. <laughs> right. Back to banter. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like Gabby, what Gabby said, like, is that, the characters checking off that box or is it the movie in Leslie Headland being like, um, right. <laughs> we can go back to that. <laughs> but, right. um, yeah. And I guess it's, it's more like, do I want to see Leslie Headland writing for characters that she doesn't know, or she doesn't know how to write for, or is it just like, well, I guess it's just, it's not to say that's impossible. It's like, I guess it's just, it's just easier that way, I guess. Um, no, exactly. It's like, again, it's this sort of like who gets to tell the stories of mm. um, people whose stories are historically not told in this genre and any genre, like not specific just to rom-coms or romances as a whole. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think also it's interesting um, to think about how like Leslie Headland very recently came out as a lesbian and... Um, it's interesting that like Natasha Leone's character was queer and stuff like that. And it feels, it's interesting to have like a queer woman write a straight story. Um, because yeah, I don't know. It's just like, as a, as a lesbian, I project a lot onto rom-coms and would have like truly just lost my mind if I had the opportunity to write something like this. Um, and I think some people might be like, oh, it's so weird that a straight or that a that a queer woman is writing a straight love story. But it's like you get to insert stories of queerness into whatever narrative you're writing as a, you know, if you're a queer person writing it. That mm. kind of devol- devolved into a tangent, but I'd love to talk about love. No, we're here for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, uh, Lainey's uh, friendship with Natasha Leone's characters definitely feels notable too. I was gonna ask um, if uh, Leslie Headland was uh, queer, and so mm-hmm. that's good enough. I didn't know that coming in. Yeah, um, yeah, and and she based this relationship with Jake and Lady off her own relationship with a guy, uh, mm-hmm. which is ultra interesting. Um, yeah, it was. I saw in an interview that she was like Bachelorette, her first movie before this was about being mm-hmm. single in New York and now this is about being dated in New York and how mm-hmm. those two movies like uh talk to each other. Yeah. You know. Right. I, I meant to watch Bachelorette before this, but I got uh, has she so after this she did Russian Dow and then mm-hmm. nothing since then, right? She was scheduled to do something for Star Wars, but then she dropped out. Yeah. Wow. Which I, yeah. is insane. Right. <laughs> no, that's a but whole also thing. like go 
talk, you know, live your truth, queen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get the Disney money. <laughs> yeah, get the Disney money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see what she does next. She has a very interesting trajectory as a like as a filmmaker. Um, also, her working relationship with Natasha Leone is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Natasha Leone is queer coded, like right, yeah. like she definitely has. Queer Do we really believe that relationship with Fred Armisen? I, I don't. It's got to be fake, you know, right? It's, it's PR stint. Um, <laughs> like, no offense, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I can't even remember another time that we've seen a movie focusing on a sex addict. Like, I think that's that's kind of like played for a laugh. <laughs> Clearly, you haven't seen Shame. Jeff. <laughs> oh, that's, oh fuck, that's right. We've covered that. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I guess with like focusing a comedy on it is also yeah. interesting. Like, uh, like, like Lainey is functional. Like she's not mm-hmm. like, Oh my God. I'm so, like, she talks about her horniness and horniness and like mm-hmm. desire for Matthew. And like, it's very open and frank about it, but it's, it's not, it's yeah. Yeah. I, I, seeing it depicted this way is, is refreshing. For sure. I also think it's interesting too. I think when, like, when people describe media or other content as like very sex positive, that kind of like it just means that the characters are like, yeah, they're not actively shaming anyone for having sex. But mm-hmm. I think this movie is actually sex positive in that it just it depicts a woman like having sexual desires, acting upon them, and like she's not really punished for it. Like mm-hmm. she is yeah, dealing so with down. her own. Yeah. Right. Like she's dealing with her own internal struggles and growth, but that would be the case, you know, like regardless, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just like kind of how life works. Um, and I, it's very, it's very refreshing to see like women enjoying sex and sexuality and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then the movie calls out Jake for mansplaining uh, masturbation. And... That scene is so funny. Yeah, that's a good scene. <laughs> I, I got to go home. I, me too. Are you yeah. listening? <laughs> <laughs> The way that it's just like I have that bottle of cranberry juice, like that he was using, I like it was from Trader Joe's. Like I could tell, you know. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Yeah, I think another character that reinforces all that is Amanda Pete's character because mm-hmm. she's she kind of like, um, she resets the power dynamic with uh, Jake from where where he's used to. Um, you know, obviously she, uh, her company buys him out, and so then she's his boss, and then obviously they're both pretty into that, um, but then when they finally go out, she's, like, makes it clear, like, no, this is on my terms, mm-hmm. but she definitely, like, um, she cares for him and wants to be there for him, like, even when he, when they have sex and he very shittily says Lainey's name, which mm-hmm. like I am, I imagine she would be very pissed. She's like, "No, let's talk about it." Right. I'm like, "Oh mm-hmm. wow, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure." Yeah, you would you would think like in another movie, maybe not even a worse movie, but uh, the Paula character would be like, "You said another girl's name. I'm out of here." And, right. and it's like she just like sticks around and wants to hear him out because um, the perception of Jake around the office is that he's kind of a womanizer and sleazy. Um, mm-hmm. But then when they go out together. Uh, she sees a more nuanced and caring side of him. So I think maybe over dinner, she was like, okay, well, this is a less shitty guy than I thought I'd get. Right. There's more to him than he lets on. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Yeah, I really appreciate also in, that this movie didn't make us try to dislike Amanda Pete. Like, she wasn't really villainized. Um, yeah. The only character who's really villainized is Adam Scott. Like, rightfully mm. so, because he sucks. Um, <laughs> but I think we're we're pretty used and to And then even the... to the end with the final conversation. Right. It's like, wow, there's there's like a really long history here. Right, right. And it's, uh, we're, we're used to seeing the, um, like the female competition in a move in a rom-com, the, this like raging bitch, like Parker Posey and you've got male, like you just don't, <laughs> you don't want to be around her. You don't want to, you are rooting against her, but I never mm-hmm. found myself actively rooting against Amanda Pete. I was like, this is, uh, she's just wrong place, wrong time, wrong guy, you know, like, yeah, but yeah. she's not an asshole. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, wrong. Yeah, wrong guy. I think. Or, mm-hmm. I think. I think also like Jake is in the wrong place for mm-hmm. someone that Paul is looking for. Um, totally. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm uh, willing to bet that uh, um, Matt and Emma are very uh, unhappy together. Like, just like they'll have the kid. Like, just in, mm-hmm. like um, imagine our own epilogue for these characters. They'll have the kid. And like they'll, uh, like make it work together and perform for other people, but Matt is gonna always be thinking about Lainey and like mm-hmm. the relationship they could have had. And I mean, I would take a step further with Amanda Peet's character actually and say like she, there's a read on the movie where like she's the most sympathetic character because like mm-hmm. at the end when he says like oh that's my girl like when he's beating up Adam Scott. It's like, wow, it's like horrible. Like you really yeah. feel for her in that moment. And then she, when she gets in the cop car with uh, Jake and, you know, calls him out on it, it's like, yeah, I'd, I'd be, I'd be more upset than she was. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause she's like, you know, I let sh- my son fall in love with you over the last, and they were together like two months. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely a big deal. There. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And, it and is it's... pretty. Go ahead, Jack. Oh, yeah, what? Uh, yeah, it's even it's even mirroring uh, when Jay calls Lainey babe. Mm. Um, or it's just like, was- why are you just... You're kind of projecting this idea that it's going to go further when you're not even there yet. Like, they're just mm-hmm. friends hanging out one night, and he's just, like, asserting this uh, relationship that hasn't been established yet. It's like... <laughs> You were no, never his I, girl, and uh, I, I would. I think they had already been ha- like best friends for a long time at that point, and they were already very clearly in love at that point. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was cute, personally. <laughs> I yeah, I thought so too. Cause like, I don't know. I I've never like been secretly pining for my best friend or anything like that but there's like a there's a like a special intimacy that comes along with like pet names and nicknames for your close friends and I think if you do happen to be secretly in love with them without maybe even realizing it like that sort of subliminal like endearment just kind of comes out um Mm. I don't know I I also I all my friends have little pet names i call all my friends uh babe or some variation of uh of that so maybe i'm just biased because i'm a little mm. simp <laughs> yeah definitely well laney and jake are my best friends now so i'm mm. going forward in life i'm just going to refer to them as babe when i rewatch the movie totally mm-hmm. as you uh, should yeah. <laughs> you're gonna start people calling people cocaine because they 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, without you, we wouldn't have the West Wing. <laughs> that that's a good one. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, this one's just really like so well put together, and you can't just you can't deny like how good Sudeikis and Bray are together. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and and it's it just makes you wonder why we don't have more romantic romantic comedies. Do we have any? theories like because this the loss of the romantic comedy is sort of tied into the loss of the movie star over the over the decade mm. a little bit yeah mm-hmm. i this was like part of my area of study in college um the rom-com the making the marketing around rom-coms the way we don't have them anymore um and part of it of course has to do with the fact that um content media any sort of anything that is marketed specifically towards women doesn't sell um and it's even when it does sell it doesn't sell as much as a marvel movie you know Mm -hmm. um and so it's like not it's not a it's not something that attracts um production companies or anything like that i the I, i also work in a bookstore so i'm kind of in tune with publishing and stuff like that and romance novels are having a bit of a renaissance as well because they uh, people are starting to realize that it's not all like harlequin bodice rippers <laughs> like there's actual it's like this movie i mean th- there's actual like depth and heart there um and sincerity and stuff like that and i think we've seen parts of the rom-com come back like on streaming services like like netflix with uh that what was that uh with zoe deutsch uh set it oh, up um set it up yeah yeah, yeah like cute right mm-hmm. um but then it like kind of stopped you know and now they're kind of leaning into like campy horrible holiday movies and stuff like that um yeah so i don't know it's a it's a pickle because these kinds of rom-coms do sell and the more people are aware of them the more people will watch them and like them and yeah. fall in love yeah and you, you would think like they need to sell them just with a twist this time like oh no it's a rom-com but like it's mm-hmm. it's like in the old west like, i don't know <laughs> right or like with queer people <laughs> like yeah, right. literally it's like and it's people. like is that the twist or is it just right. something else well, the, the thing is that it's just like people are expecting the formula because the formula mm. is there it's the same formula that's yeah, it's like any genre same. yeah right exactly but people people like i don't know lost their nut when happiest season came out because it was like billed as a holiday rom-com um, with two women, it's, I I have some questions about the marketing of that, but you know, like people will go wild for anything that's a little different, but still in the same mm-hmm. sort of general category. I think we're the three people wrong people to ask, but in 2015, I'm willing to imagine that IFC was was like, I don't know how to market this without having it seem like any other rom com, and how how special this one is uh, mm-hmm. compared to any others that are still being made. Um, right in the decade yeah yeah i feel like you're right uh that there was like a kind of a renaissance in recent years where people were tuning into all the netflix rom-coms that were coming out um the difference with those is at least for me 
all those movies coming on there. Uh, they're all with people I had never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very different from when, you know, rom-coms come out in the 90s, 2000s, um, have some of the biggest movie stars in the world, you know, Julia mm-hmm. Roberts, um, whoever. Sandy and, B. Yeah, mm-hmm. aforementioned. Yeah. Uh, oh, so oh yeah. Um, so... That's a bummer to me, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, do I really want to see, like, Chris Evans in a rom-com? <laughs> like, yeah. like, we we just need better movie stars, too? Like, mm, I don't know. Sure, yeah. Right. Yeah. But then I guess it's like, where did Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock like, start out in their in their um, formation of people that we come to know um, who stars, star in rom-coms? Rather, it's like, we just drop captain america into a romantic comedy it's like because you're so well known for playing another character it's like it's hard to i mean granted like he's gonna play other people but it's like seeing you in a romantic comedy it's like i'm just a guy in new york city like this what <laughs> but right um, but that's just like a pro another problem with having so many actors being pigeonholed to uh playing superheroes yeah and there was like like during the eighties and nineties when Meg Ryan, um, Sandra Bullock, Julia Roberts, when they were becoming movie stars, they built it off of the chemistry that they had with their co stars, like with these male romantic leads who Tom Hanks. Right. And like you look at Tom Hanks, you look at Bill Pullman and mm-hmm. While You Were Sleeping or Richard Gere, and you're like, those are not the you know, maybe Richard Gere, because like I can't who am I to deny the truth of that man? He's like, he's a spice. Um, but like the other two, you wouldn't say, oh yeah, those are like my perfect romantic hero. But the yeah. the movie star attractability comes from the chemistry that they all have with their, with their co-stars. Um, and that's what like made them stars. I think if I saw Chris Evans in a rom-com, I like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see it because I'd be like, this would suck. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's but, like, since the two leads find each other so attractive, so you, so does the audience, right? It's right, like, exactly. Their chemistry is so good, you buy into it even mm-hmm. even stronger. Let's say Leslie Headland wrote this exact movie now, and it starred Tom Holland and Zendaya. You mean to tell me that movie wouldn't make, like, well over $100 million? Like... People would it see totally that. would. It totally would, right? It, it would be a big deal. I have a yeah. pretty strong feeling. Yeah, so for you, sure. You just need to get, yeah, the right leads, and yeah, let's bring Ron Combs back. God damn it! Mm-hmm. God damn God it! We're damn doing it. it right now. Yeah, it's yeah, us. Yeah. It's on to us. I'm, I've I'm been seeing trying like to push all the phones this. are going off the rail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to push the rom-com agenda for the majority of my adult life, and I am not going to stop now, damn it. <laughs> I also think that there's a post-just-go-with-it world. Um, it's so true. That it's, that it's sort of like, uh, tell me about it. You can say that again. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler made this movie in 2014 that sort of is a very uh, genuine romantic comedy, but buried underneath it is just every... Um, what to expect when you're not expecting, uh, just go with it. It's every trope that we've, that we've seen, but they're, it's done like in a very loving way. It's just, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that maybe scared some people off like, okay, they had, they know all our tricks. Um, but that's not to right. say it can't be done now. It's, um, 
Totally. I totally agree. Uh, I could talk. I, I could just keep talking. I could just keep <laughs> talking about the, the, the way the rom-com has been misunderstood for all these years. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. won't, but like I could. <laughs> yeah. And even like with someone like Sudeikis who's known for being so schlubby and just like, oh, well then like, like who's going to take you seriously until you find the right role for you? Um, mm-hmm. And also Alison Brie who's, yeah, but like where you said, like she's, she's found Lainey who's, who can be like kind of a, a punching bag, but, but then mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The movie just knows how to handle these two with, with such delicacy. Yeah. If, if I, like, we've already said how great this cast is and it's hard, but if like between Sudeikis and Alison Brie, if I had to say which one of them is more like irreplaceable in the movie, I would, I would say, Alison Brie. I would mm-hmm. say she is just so good at doing this exact thing. And mm-hmm. it really, it's like you see it with her in Community, too. I think she might be the star of Community, which mm-hmm. is also another great cast. But she's so talented. Like, she's so likable, um, mm-hmm. yeah, funny. Range. All, yeah. yeah, perfect range. Like, really, she's been underutilized since then. So, yeah. yeah. She, I mean, she has that same sort of charisma that, like, the old rom-com stars totally. did, you know? Like, she has the the Meg Ryan energy um, in, like, a more feral yeah. way, which is, like, super fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's just, it's like, a little spunk. bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and even the scenes with her and Matt, like, they're sort of directed differently, where it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is clearly something that is from a different movie, but doesn't feel jarring. Right. Like her in those scenes, she is uh, much more vulnerable, obviously, but it's like you can, the audience can tell in a way, uh, there's just a lack of ease that Mm. with, when in those scenes with uh, Adam Scott, then uh, with, then with Jake, Um, just in the way that they're staged, blocked, um, just the way that she is kind of depicted on screen. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, as I posted on Twitter last night, I'm, I'm declaring it now. This is one of the three best rom-coms ever. I'm putting it with When Harry Met Sally and then going all the way back to jeez, um, Catherine Hepburn and uh, what's his name? Bringing Up Baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, I can't remember his name right now, but yeah. Cary Grant. Uh, Cary Grant, Grant. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. And and I would say Sudeikis, some Cary Grant energy in this. So Yeah. For yeah. sure. I, no, I, honestly, I see where you're coming from, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that the issue comes in, like, setting it modern day, where it's just like, is it going to be too 2015? But I think it veers away from that. It's, like, just 2015 enough. You know? Right. Yes, yes. That's yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Um like I don't want I don't want a an online dating rom com, you know? And this was like yes. just perfect enough. Um yeah. this is this is very timely that you say that. because um, the teaser trailer and I, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. I don't want to believe this. How about your father? Um this came <laughs> off. It, it was just posted online. Uh and there's there's and it has Hillary Duff as as the star, and she's like going through Tinder, and it's like this is gonna feel date, and it takes place in 2022, uh, mm. and, and it feels like this is gonna feel stale. 
in that's like not the a moment it comes out. I know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, is that like a Hulu show? Or it is. Network? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Hulu. Do you remember, um, remember when Greta Gerwig was supposed to yeah. be in yeah, that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's crazy. How I Met Your Dad. Yeah. LOL. Good times. <laughs> um, and then I think she got Frances Ha. I don't know. But. What if was Greta like, Gerwig was Alison Brie's character in this movie? That'd be interesting. Ooh. I mean, Different this year she, she had do it. She had Mistress America out, and that's sort of like right. another great uh, performance. Yeah, of like a similar yeah. spunk and, and like life. I think like Alison Brie just has a certain like I don't know. Yeah, you like can't a, replace her. There's yeah, no like one. I love love some Greta, but I don't I don't know if she's got it. Like I think Greta Gerwig is a little too like I don't know. You know, <laughs> like you should, like I just think Allison Breeze got something that she doesn't. It's a like, completely built, different energy, right? Yeah, she's built definitely. a little different. Yeah, yeah. And now you say Sudeik is replaceable. Who do you who do you swap him out with? Oh man, um, because I don't know. I don't, I have no, I have no qualms. You know, I could see Sudeik as being replaced with like any of the SNL guys from that era. Like I mm-hmm. could see Andy Samberg in that role, especially after Spader. seeing Palm Springs. Yeah. Spader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I just like, I don't know. I don't know why. Well, I, you say the SNL generation uh, that he's a part of, uh, Bill Hader has mm-hmm. um, a train wreck out this year. So it's oh, sort of yeah, like totally. And- That's who I meant. Did I say James Spader? I meant Bill Hader. <laughs> we knew okay. who you meant. <laughs> I was Good like, God. oh yeah, James. Could you imagine if it was James Spader? <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> oh, God. All the gin everything- joints in all the world. Who is that? Sleeping <laughs> with other people. Yeah. Everything is the same, but James Spader is the male lead. <laughs> Could you imagine uh, James Spader yeah. mansplaining masturbation? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, horrifying. moving on. Yeah, anyway, I don't want to picture that. No. <laughs> God. No, but I could, see, I could see Bill Hader in this role. I think, yeah. like, mm-hmm. any of the... Um, that whole, that whole uh, like, early 2010s uh, SNL generation was yeah. built of, like, the same type of man, you know? Like, they were just all different <laughs> shades of the same dude. Um, and I love them all, but, like, I think any of them could have could have done it. Not that Sudeikis isn't great, because, like, I do love him. But... Because, yeah. well, like, he's, he's very, like, ener- he's very animated. Um, yeah. But also there's an undercurrent of sadness... <laughs> Mm-hmm, Even pre mm-hmm. uh, Lasso. Here's the Unless... difference, though, with Sudeikis compared to those two, uh, Samberg and Hater. Um, <laughs> is Sudeikis actually pulls off like the hot guy thing, mm-hmm. That's and funny. I don't know if those two guys are doing that. That's a different energy. Hmm. No, I don't think. I don't think Bill Hader could do it. Um, like I would have a hard time believing that Bill Hader just like polls you know yeah like, <laughs> like i just don't think i could believe that um but jason snick is like i see it you know like he's got the yeah. he's got the energy yeah. witty so, handsome yeah the whole package um, he's got the spark what about seth myers no <laughs> can you imagine although i do love seth myers this I weekend know. update <laughs> yeah i know he's good at what he does uh, this is weekend update. Himself. Do you want to take drugs and do a little kid's do a little kid's birthday? <laughs> what? I'm what? glad we you had to finger yourself. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> 
Pete Davidson, uh, that's a no. I don't want to see Pete Davidson do a rom-com. Like, he's he, well, already he, he set it up. He was uh, the one of the co-leads. Yeah, yeah. that's true. The, that's true. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was a bestie, for sure. Um, see, I yeah. would like to see what a Pete Davidson rom-com would look like. Mm-hmm. Who would his co-star be? Like who? Because like he has had every like every range of woman, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I-, I guess like maybe someone from SNL, like um, Chloe Fanning. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Can oh, you imagine? <laughs> oh god. Yeah, oh. I don't know. It'd be fun. We'll never can, know because sure. they don't make those. Damn it! <laughs> Damn you! God damn it. Ugh. Yeah. It, and it, I think this movie's been, like, reassessed since 2015. Um, but it's not to say it was dismissed. It was just like, wait, this was good, but it was better than we thought. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. interesting. Well, yeah. I'm going to lead the reassessment. You know, I'll plug the <laughs> podcast. <Yeah. laughs> plug my five-star letterbox review. Mm-hmm. And, and say, yeah. you guys it's need to learn. It's gonna be tweeted out every day until like the end of time. No, yeah. genuinely, I would join. I would rejoin Twitter just for that. <laughs> I'd give you a retweet. Guys, I'm so glad I'm you liked it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no one was. It's the return no one was asking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. It comes back to theaters. Like, forget Avatar. We're re-releasing yeah. Sleeping. Our influence. People. Our influence. Yeah. It's not even like specialty box off. It's just, just like no, count this. No, it's- yeah, it's just back. It's just yeah, back it's just there. Back. <laughs> yeah. This is this is what brings folks back to the theaters after the pandemic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I love Billy Eichner as the sex addiction Oh like, yeah. Lecturer. I forgot that he that was him. Yeah. That's that's just that's like really, a really it's funny. Only in the idea one that, scene, right? He did, yeah, yeah, just like the one line, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, Leslie Headland had the idea um, of like, wouldn't it be funny if we had Billy Eichner <laughs> as the as the sexy host? Right. Yeah, she was right. Yeah, it has similar. This is going to be an embarrassing sentence to say, but it has similar energy as uh, in the Fault in Our Stars movie when uh, oh. <laughs> when Mike Birbiglia uh, plays. <laughs> Mike Birbiglia plays the uh, like the cancer group leader, and it's just like the entire time I'm watching it, I'm like, "That's Mike Birbiglia," you know. Not that I'm actively <laughs> watching The Fault in Our Stars in 2021, but you know. So that's my car. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Is that a rom-com? I've never seen that. Wait, is this a bit? No. Oh, um, no, it's like it, The Fault in Our Stars. It's like based off of that John Green young adult novel about the two kids with cancer who make out in the Anne Frank house. Wow. <laughs> that's certainly a premise. It's a concept, yeah. Okay. Anyway, not relatable content. <laughs> yeah, no, Eichner's a good small bit. Um,. Oh, one thing I wanted to comment on. I was very jealous. Uh, I do like all the dates they go on are very sweet um, Mm -hmm. and well choreographed, I think. I was very jealous uh, that they're both, like, they're, like, very good uh, with chopsticks. Um, (laughs) That made me very jealous. Uh, I, I struggle with chopsticks. 
Um, so I was, uh, and just the food in general, um, I was <laughs> like, damn, I didn't need to go on a date like that. But first, I got to watch some YouTube videos, learn how to use chopsticks properly. You gotta mm-hmm. get the little helpers, like the chopstick helpers, which is like the whitest thing yeah, I've ever said in my together. life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't, like, I, one of my coworkers uses them, and she lost them the other day, and it was, like, devastating. She was like, I can't eat my sushi. It's like, <laughs> <use> your fingers. <laughs> because if I take someone on a sushi date, and I, I pull out a fork, they're gonna be like, bro, that's, that's a no. <laughs> it's a red flag. It's a red flag. <laughs> Hard red flag. <laughs> you don't oh, even have a chance to defend yourself. It's just... Nope. Um, Mm-mm. yeah, yeah, there's that. And then there's that part, um, like Jake is trying to be like, no, but we have our thing together. Like this Chinese restaurant is our thing. Um, mm-hmm. isn't that like the, um, oh, what, what is he talking about then? Um, the DJ. Oh, right. Oh God. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And it's and it's like DJ. oh like he's just gatekeeping everything. He's very salty and nasty, right? Which is fun. It's like just fun. It's mm-hmm. fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because everything ends up like a little bittersweet, you're like, oh wait, but I want Jay to improve on like mm-hmm. like how he's treating Lainey. But it's not like it's not like he's doing anything abusive. It's just like you're like painfully self like you're unaware mm-hmm. of everything you're saying, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I feel like you uh, you can really feel the growth with both their characters um, from beginning to the end of the movie, especially especially with Sadeka. So like that opening scene with him, he's I'm like, man, he's a dick. Uh, yeah, he's a to mess. his girlfriend in that scene, she pushes him on the car. I'm like, hell yeah, yeah. Um, and they actually did that. They were actually like in the streets of New York filming that. Like it wasn't like rehearsed cool. or anything. Chaos. Yeah. That's sicko mode, truly. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't, uh, yeah. on our episode last week for Uncut Gems, Carrie Whitmer, she said she was like, because there's also that type of scene in Uncut Gems where Sandler and Julia Fox are arguing in the street in New York City, and oh, she's yeah. like, oh yeah, that's something you see all the time, and like, you see it in this <laughs> movie too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's very Does someone get clipped by a taxi? In... <laughs> Just Not another Uncut Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, sounds like my Saturday how long, night. How long do we think it take, takes Jake to realize who he's seeing at the end scene of the movie is actually Matt? Or does he keep on like trying to figure out who it is just because he's sitting there with Paula? Because mm. I kind of think he knows right away, but he's just trying to like think of what he's going to do, not think about who it is. That's a good question. I wasn't sure mm. either. I think... From his angle, because, like, he's behind him, and he's, like, on the other side of the restaurant, it does seem like it would be hard to, like, tell for sure that it's him. Right. And you're not just going to, like, go punch a guy out without knowing for sure that it's the right person. <laughs> it's a risky oh, gamble. Jake, yeah. 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 <laughs> Although I I do suppose if he knew what um, Matt's wife looked like, she was on the other side of the table, and he could see her face. Mm-hmm. That's or, true. I don't know if they had met before um yeah i wouldn't be surprised if there was some scene we didn't see of jake trying to stalk matt to be like who is this fucking guy that that laney keeps talking about and it's like because he would just take it to that that level and this is how good these characters are written that we can 
infer all this um, that we don't see in when the movie ends. We've done a pretty thorough job yeah, investigating. We've, yeah. we've uh, pushed the rom-com agenda, which is like kind of all I do in my life. Yeah, this is the Alison Brie agenda. Yeah, the yeah. Alison Brie agenda, the the James Spader agenda. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, it is interesting, like how silent Leslie Henlon has been recently. Um, but yeah. I know Russian Doll is like in the can, but it's just I don't know. Must must have been COVID that pushed it back. Oh, I'm so they are doing the season two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Annie Murphy. Yeah, you should really start that. It. You 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 oh. dig it. It's it's, it's so even good. more New Yorky than this is. Yeah, truly. Yeah, because yeah. like a bodega is like a critical part. It's oh, mm-hmm. uh, it's so good. Yeah. Oof. It's, it's three people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They run into like I don't know. Who's uh, like <laughs> the first person that popped into mind was Woody Allen, but <laughs> that's oh, terrible God. to say. <laughs> Not him. Yeah. No, I see. No. I see him on the street. He's getting pushed. They go to uh, Adam Sandler's jewelry shop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, he's in character. Yeah. All the time. I, I guess the I only think... other thing I was going to mention was uh, when we were talking about like what places this movie in 2015 and how it felt like the perfect amount of like tech stuff. Like... The Facebook mentions date it a bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I was pretty... Sometimes people mention, like, Facebook, um, but not that often anymore. It's not, mm-hmm. like, a daily thing, I don't think. Um, like, it was maybe back... Even then, in 2015, it was starting to go away, but... And then, like, the way they show texting in the movie mm-hmm. feels mm-hmm. kind of 2015 compared to a movie... Even a couple of years later, uh, you've seen Personal Shopper, mm. um, yeah. which is more like, I feel like movies now, the way they incorporate iPhones, most do, it feels a lot more organic than, than they did in the first part of the 2010s. I, yeah. I fully agree with that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned Love Life, the new HBO show at the start of the episode. And what they do in that show, they divide the screen in half and have the text be one half of the screen. And then the show is the other half. It's like, okay, that's, I like that more than when texting is just a bubble of the answer and and response. And it's like, that can be kind of tacky. Yeah. It's the, the you just want something with the most visually imaginative that can, that can be. Right. Right. Or the emailing and uh, you've got mail, very organic. So good. So good. <laughs> it brings yeah. us back. There's that famous yeah. gif of like Hank's blowing his fingers like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> when he's about to start talking about, uh, he's about to enter his film bro era in that scene. <laughs> Mansplaining the Godfather. Yeah, that's right. Literally. I do that every time I'm going to send a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> Love um, to do a visual thing on a podcast. <laughs> It's funny you bring up Facebook and that Gabby, you're you're here um, because you're you're on our social network episode, one of our first. Oh episodes. yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, like something you'd you'd hear that was expressed in social network is like Facebook me. You'd hear that a lot. It's like, what did we hear that a lot? <laughs> and, mm. um, no, 
<laughs> like no, we didn't. Yeah, My and even Jake comments trying on to make like, things happen. Yeah, like wait, who, that was weird to say out loud. Um, yeah. God, wow! I forgot that I, not to make it about me, but I did forget that I was on to talk about the social network. That was in my deep in my social network era. <laughs> I know that was over two years ago now. God, yeah, that isn't that, is that's insane. disgusting. Yeah, that's insane. That it's makes insane. me feel like a granny. Yeah. Good I lord. Yeah, I know. We're all social network. Uh, interesting rom com. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like it's it's yeah. it is the gay movie if you think about it. It is. <laughs> Andrew Garfield was robbed. That's what he should have gotten. Are you team uh, Garfield or team Timberlake? Oh, fuck Justin Timberlake. <laughs> we get into that. Yeah, that's really. Oh god, I hate episode. Justin Timberlake so much. I this is a tangent, but my friends and I would do trivia over the summer at a at a local bar and. Uh, um, I hated Justin Timberlake. I do hate Justin Timberlake. And I was, I made a little joke about how much I hate Justin Timberlake. And, um, we won trivia and our trivia name was, um, I, I killed Justin Timberlake and all I did was win at trivia. Um, and we won and I got a beer opener. It was great. It was like, it's fun. I was pushing yeah. the agenda. <laughs> you, should, story. you should make it into t-shirts Hardcore. and be like, I killed Justin Timberlake and all I got was a Selassie t-shirt. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, God. Were, were your friends ever like, well, cry me a river? Yeah. <laughs> no, they were like, they they supported me. They like they understood my my struggle, my, yeah. my trauma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was nursed back to health. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Literally, like they gave me some, they gave me some uh, some coping mechanisms. I just can't stand him. I hate him so much with like such a visceral burning passion. Like we. But have that's to why about him. he's so perfect as Sean Parker because it's like this little shit. Yeah. Um, Sounds like you're not a big fan of Friends with Benefits. I'm not. No. <laughs> You're no. more of a no strings attached girl. Yeah. I was just about to say, yeah. why watch Friends with Benefits when you could watch No Strings Attached? <laughs> They're the same um, movie. <laughs> it's interesting that this is produced by Will Ferrell and Adam McKay too. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, it, like they're definitely like they produced Booksmart and Hustlers. Mm-hmm. Like they, they have like interesting taste as a. I didn't know that. As producers. Yeah. 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 Didn't they Barbie break Star up this year? Yeah. <laughs> they did break up. Yeah. 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 Bummer. I don't remember well, where I read that. Farrell was salty about Adam McKay not casting him in uh, Winning Time, the new right. HBO show about the Lakers. And, right. Yeah. It's Is like, that the oh one that Bo Burnham's going to Will be Farrell in? wanted to play Magic Johnson, and, and McKay was uh, like, probably not. No. <laughs> That'd be insane. Um, I think <laughs> Bo Burnham was going to play Larry Bird, but then he had to drop out. <gasps> oh, my. wow. It's devastating. I didn't know that. I bet I would yeah. know that if I was on Twitter. Damn. My sister <laughs> is very mad at me that I haven't watched that Bo Burnham Netflix thing yet. This is another visual thing, but <laughs> I have oh, a poster. I have I saw it in the theaters because I'm mentally ill, and they were giving <laughs> they were giving away posters, and I have it hanging in my room now. <laughs> That's a red flag. That's the equivalent <laughs> of like a guy a guy having a Pulp Fiction uh, poster in his <laughs> dorm room. Like that's mine. <laughs> but Megan still accepts you as you are, and it's like, what more exactly. Can you ask yeah. Exactly. She went with me. She also has the poster in her room. We're made for each other. <laughs> <laughs> Never leave. Literally MFEO, sleepless in Seattle. I have right. a first reformed poster. Is that a red flag? <laughs> that's a flag for sure. <laughs> I don't know Look, what I'm color. I'm just it is. a big proponent of uh, climate change awareness. So. <laughs> So yeah, that's like a warning we are, we're not even aware of yet. Right, yeah, totally. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. First reform, an interesting rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like such a cute meat. It's like such a delightful meat cute. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it has a really peppy score. Yeah, it's, it's really totally. Yep. I completely forgot. Uh, granted, I've only I've actually seen this movie three times this year because uh, I only saw it um, uh, this year with that with that list. Completely forgot on this rewatch. Catherine Marston plays mm-hmm. Emma Scott's wife, one of my favorite actresses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She yeah. plays Emma, and uh, but um, there was another criticism that I read about like um, that guy Lainey meets at um, the kid's birthday party. And, and mm-hmm. he's like too milk toast or whatever, <laughs> or um, yeah. um, just kind of it wasn't it wasn't given enough, enough time to breathe in between that uh, that that party that they go to and when they mm-hmm. first have that date and like I can see where they're coming from but it's also when uh, Jake goes off with Paula and it's like they're sort of separated because they just find other people and they're, Hey, they're sleeping with right. people. <laughs> Literally. It's the name of the movie. Yeah. If know, that didn't stand out to me. Yeah. Same. Yeah, like, are you saying like it would have been more interesting if he was more likable and there was like a dynamic, like, Oh, maybe she should like explore with him. But it was like, clearly like, no, this guy sucks. Yeah. That's, that's sort of the vibe I got to from, from one of the, I um, guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, if we have nothing else, I guess we can go over to favorite scene. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Can I start? Please. Please. I- I've been uh, uh, holding this scene in the whole time we've been talking. <laughs> I'm so glad that we haven't brought it up the entire time because this scene's freaking amazing. It's when they go to the party, the birthday party. They're both rolling on ecstasy. Mm-hmm. That whole scene is amazing. Perfect. Happy birthday! Look who it is, look at this for a human will, isn't it? Hello, happy birthday! Hi, happy it's birthday, birthday. Actually, it's, uh, it's Henry, he's seven. She's not seven. Oh. But, oh, I'm so happy you guys are here! Oh my god! Where are you guys high? We're actually rolling. Ecstasy. You know, that's how, yeah. actually, Henry was conceived. No kidding. Yeah. Well, that explains a lot. Full circle. Yeah, yeah, don't have a baby, guys. No offense, but seriously, just... Be safe, you know what I mean? Good. But I'm so happy you guys are here. Okay. It's so good to see you. Oh, Transformer guy didn't show up. Are you so. kidding? No, no, no. Oh my God. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Okay. No, and so there's a little bit of a meltdown, so it's a little bit of a crisis, so I'm glad you're here. Oh, is this for Henry? Yeah. Oh, great, he loves New York ladies flip-flops. Oh, no, no, those are mine, those are for me. Those are me, oh. sorry, that shouldn't be, there. just a shitload of candy. Great, okay, um, that'll be nice. Are those hot pads also for Yes. Me? Okay, can I just hold them now? Sure. Okay, come in. Like, she said relax, and that word lasted a whole four seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Every line is just gold. Mansukis is, he's like, I miss drugs. <laughs> Some Brie, like, the song kicks in. She's dancing with the kids. It's like, oh, this is so great. I love this. So, yeah, easy I've, pick for favorite scene. I've, like, rewatched that scene on YouTube just, like, when I need to feel something, you know? Because yeah. it's, like, so fun. It's just so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he wants to be insider, like hard. And she's single right yeah. now. That's really <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's Jake's friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a great pick. Gabs, do you have yours? Yeah. I think mine, I say, I think as if I didn't already tease it at the beginning of the episode. So everyone, this is, this is it. This is You're just trying to build up the suspense a little bit more. Just... Right. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just doing some bits. Um, 
I, my favorite scene is the one after, um, after Lainey sees, uh, Adam Scott at the, at that party and after Lainey not Lainey, after Jake has, after Jake sleeps with Paula, that scene that I already mentioned where they're lying on the bed together and they're just like, I think we're in love. What do we do about that? Are we in love with each other? What are we gonna do about it? What do you wanna do? Nothing. There's nothing to do. Because that just felt very real. I, like I said, I've never been in love with a best friend, but I can imagine that it's got to be a similar feeling to that. You know, like you love this person as uh, a, a best friend, a partner in a different way than a romantic way. And if you pursue them romantically, you risk, you know, losing that. Um, or it could be great. So it's, I don't know. I just felt very real, very, very authentic. And I, I like that they didn't try to like act upon it. They both were just like letting themselves be vulnerable together. I love mm -hmm. the vulnerability. Yeah. You love to see it. And I think we the do. vulnerability that Jake suddenly realizes goes into my favorite scene. Uh, the phone call at the police station that, Hey baby. Jake. Yeah. 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 Uh, how you doing? Um, I'm, I'm fine. Where are you calling me from? Hey, did you know they don't have a separate jail for cool people who fucked up? Just one big old jail for everyone? Jake, what happened? <laughs> well, I, uh, I ran into our old college buddy, Matthew Sopacek. Baby, what did you do? Well, I, uh, <clears throat> I uh, sort of beat the shit out of him. Fucked up his life a little bit. What it was. Why did you do that? I, um... Well, I just, um... I just really miss you. You know, I think about you, like, all the time. You know what, the word think is wrong, because I don't actively do anything. You're just... here. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think I'd remember you. You know, I thought I'd forget about all, all of it, and I, uh, I didn't. You know, I just, uh, I know we're no good at this shit, and that's why we agreed to stop seeing each other so we wouldn't fuck it up, but... But I want you to come back. I need you to. Because, uh... Because I'd rather fail with you than, than win with anyone else. Are you still there? Just 
talking. I love hearing your voice. I love hearing you say my name. Yeah. You know, it's it's like he's trying to finally admit he would rather be imperfect with someone that he truly cares for rather than someone maybe he wants to be shelled up or like mm-hmm. sort of pretend to be someone he's not with Paula. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's really f- refreshing and mature um, that that you would you'd be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do this for me and not Mm -hmm. to please somebody else that wants a different version of who I am. Uh, Yeah. Sleeping with other people. Great, great movie. Um, Everyone should watch it. It's, uh, it's one of those under the radar hits uh, from, from the decade that it's like, we don't make these anymore, but when they're really great, they're great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not available to stream anywhere for free either, which is like so sick and twisted. It needs to yeah. be it's available. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like incredibly fucked up. Um, mm-hmm. But I did buy it, so like yes. it's fine. <laughs> well, if you could share that with the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, listen at the end of the episode, I'll give you my discount code. Mm-hmm. Hashtag sponsored. Mm-hmm. Hashtag not nav. I mean, none of us have AMC Plus here, which is a real bummer. Is it on is AMC that's... Plus? <laughs> What I mean, it, it doesn't That's, sound like a, a real thing? place to watch movies. But... That is disgusting. Yeah, I subscribe to AMC Plus. Uh, well, I did to get this movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's on there because, like, the Allison Brie Mad Men tie-in. That's like oh, the main possibly. Thing. I don't know. It's God, on IFC as an add-in for Amazon Prime, and it's like that's obviously because it's distributed right. by them. Uh, yeah. And also, I'm just realizing that this is an IFC movie, and also Brockmire is. So, I mean, that's maybe. Yeah, a, wow. yeah Brockmire. Mm-hmm. If you want some more Amanda P, again, I do recommend that. That that show is a little uh, Ted Lasso ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like four we seasons. Did, we didn't even talk about how this movie is just Ted Lasso, but but he fucks, you know, <laughs> without the mustache. Right. Like he, yeah. he just. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great it's show. like it's like Superman. Like he puts on last on the, on the, exactly. on the mustache, and it's like, oh, who's this? Whoa, now I coach exactly. football. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the, the, before before we before we stop, I do need to say that mm. Jason Sudeikis recently did a table read of "It's a Wonderful Life," where he played uh. George Bailey, and he did an incredible job. When he does the little like. I would lasso the moon and th- that whole like little speech. I swooned. Like I'm a gay woman. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> just like, Oh, say it to me. Say it to me. Jason. I'm things I don't feel very often anymore. I know. I'm like, get me yeah. the moon. <laughs> yeah, Jason Sudeikis cameo. Literally. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. um, yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, like, I, I think we haven't mentioned yet. Like there's certainly like a career of his that you can that you can maybe want to spot where it's um, pre and post Olivia Wilde. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so. true. He was with her at uh, this point during the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope I she's so. doing well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she is. She's directing yeah. a movie coming out yeah. next year, I think. So. Yeah. Dating Harry Styles. Like, That's feels right. like she's doing okay. Yeah, living everyone's dream. Maybe we'll yeah. get that rom-com. God, actually, that would be so good. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, that would be interesting. Because <laughs> we haven't covered him uh, other than um, that bit part in uh, Booksmart. Oh, I thought you were talking about yeah. Harry Styles, and I was like, Harry oh, Styles was in oh, Booksmart? Right, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's what like, I was I thinking, that. too. I was yeah. like, I've seen that movie so should, many yeah, times. <laughs> yeah, I should have established that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, and I just double checked um, that they got together in uh, 2013. Mm. Yeah, and then okay. So it's like, hmm. So like, Ted Lasso comes out last year, and that's when they broke up. So it's like, oh well, that's interesting. But, interesting. Um, yeah, and I always, mm. yeah, like doing well. Like he's won an Emmy. He's doing like, all right. You know, yeah. Like he's fine, you know. Yeah. Like I feel like he's doing all right. Mm-hmm. He's living his best life. Yeah. He's with Elaine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Elaine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gilly, thank you for being here. This has been an absolute oh. delight. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. The door's always open. Ah, so yeah. nice. I love coming on. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. A privilege. My honor. Very fun. Thank you for introducing yeah. the movie. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you liked it. I'm so glad oh, yeah. you liked it. Do you have one more rom-com recommendation that you're like, wow, this one, it doesn't have to be from mm. this decade. In fact, like, do you have one that's pre-2010s that you're like, this one doesn't get the love it deserves? Let me see. I ha- I usually have like a lot of rom-com memorabilia in my room. Um, most of it is When Harry Met Sally at the moment. Um, I'd recommend any of the Nora Ephron trifecta, of course, the uh you've got mail sleepless in seattle i still haven't seen sleepless Ooh, oh you got it you got it you got it um yeah also like i would heartily recommend while you were sleeping with sandra mm-hmm. bullock yeah. and bill pullman yeah, me too. um that's also a great christmas movie mm-hmm. so yeah. i, I yeah. and that's a chicago movie i believe it's a chicago mm-hmm. movie yes mm-hmm. exactly there you go represent uh this is my life is Nora Ephron's Dark Tower debut, and that one mm. is also great. Yes. I would also recommend reading Nora Ephron's writing. She's a fantastic mm. essayist, mm-hmm. or was rather. Um, and I Feel Bad About My Neck is a wonderful essay collection. She's just a brilliant, brilliant writer, and it sucks that she's no longer with us. Yeah. But it's also very nice to see one of her best friends, Natasha Lyonne, is involved in this, uh, just yeah. to add some layer of uh, authenticity to where this movie is pulling from. Right. Uh, do you have anything to like plug or promote or want to shout out? Or are you just like, you're just living? You're just I'm totally like, like, I'm vibing. Um, <laughs> I would shout out, uh, oh, I work for, uh, I would like to shout out my, my podcast production company, Not Sorry Productions. We uh, work great and I would love it if you would listen to some of our shows. And by you, I mean the listener. We work really hard on them. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. Um, yeah, I can be found on Twitter, uh, Jack A. Draper. Ty, we're, we're still there. Why, mm. why, why do we do this to ourselves? Uh, y'all are, yeah. y'all are so yeah, brave. Yeah, I know. We're perpetually online. Perpetually, mm. yeah. <laughs> perpetually online. That's only like a good <laughs> bio. Um, so true. I have some writing on film on my own personal medium and simple cinephile. Gavs. Um, uh, wow. That's yeah, weird. Um, <laughs> and Boston Hassel. I, uh, oh yeah, this is the part that I usually announce where it's streaming, but it's streaming nowhere. Except for AMC Plus, which which is not a real sentence. Um, And next week is a really big. It's honestly like next week. Except that we're like reversing roles. Like I've never seen this one. Uh, It's called Bridesmaids, and (gasps) Chloe Deschanel will be here for that one. You've never seen Bridesmaids? Wow! Oh my god! It'll be good. Have fun. It's a it's a it's a time. 
Yeah, excited for that. Um, <laughs> as always, you can find me on Twitter at T Money Talks and on Letterboxd at T Money Talks, uh, where you can track me watching more rom coms, going through the full history. Um, maybe rewatching this movie, you know, several times a year, something like that. We'll see. Feeling the vibes. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening, and uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at ETTPod. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Exiting2010s. You can email us at ExitingThroughThe2010s at gmail.com. And we will catch you next time on Exiting Through the 